I'm Sue Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Industry leading, difference making, tomorrow shaping, world changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. You are listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Mile High Huddles, Chad Jensen, and Zach Kelberman. Freeman is back there, blocked by Leary, caught for the touchdown! A two-yard laser! Fumangali from the University of Wisconsin. Third and goal of the one. Lindsey is in. Janovich the fullback. Janovich hit. Nice big hit there by Kendrick. He continues to dig. He's not. They call a touchdown! They call a touchdown on a one-yard jump inside. Trying to set up the screen to his tight end, Noah Fang. He's got some room to run. He cuts it back at the 10. Fang takes it in. Touchdown, Denver. The first NFL touchdown for the rookie tight end out of Iowa. Fang's on court. Touchdown, Cortland Sutton. His fifth career touchdown, but his first here in Denver. And now, here are Broncos Country's football priests to help you exorcise the demons of another doomed season. I am exorcise the demons. This house is clear. And everybody to the Huddle Up podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Guys, we had to be a little bit, uh, we, we had to take our time jumping on tonight. We're a little bit late. You got to forgive us because some news broke literally right as we were about to, to go live, and we had to get a quick article out on it. The Denver Broncos, Zach, have chosen not to renew the contract of Mike Sullivan. Now, a lot of fans right now, they're asking themselves, who is Mike Sullivan? Why does this matter? <laughs> Drop some knowledge on him. Uh, he is a resident cap guru, guys, and uh, he's been with Elway in the front office for a while. Now, he's pretty much the uh, the secret weapon in the Broncos front office, negotiating all the deals, and he's done a lot of good for Denver, a lot of uh, free agent deals. It's kind of overshadowed by the bad contracts that Elway's handed out, but Mike Sullivan has always been Elway's second right-hand man behind Matt Russell. So it's actually a pretty big loss for Denver. And, Chad, I would expect Elway to move fairly quickly in replacing him now with free agency just around the corner. 
Yeah, the general feeling is he wouldn't have gotten fired if the Broncos didn't already have someone in mind. Right. But when we talk about Mike Sullivan and the role he's played, this isn't just a guy that, you know, submits uh, you know, spreadsheets and reports on the cap to Elway. This is he was their lead negotiator. All right. So when they're dealing with a, you know, the agent of a player, whether it's an in-house guy or a free agent they're looking to sign, Mike Sullivan's the guy at the point of attack. Now, it's very likely that a lot of the reputation Elway has has developed as a GM over the years in terms of negotiations is actually more a result of Mike Sullivan, for better or for worse. Some of the good aspects being a tough negotiator and some of the worst being that, you know, not the greatest contracts each and every time. But don't mistake the, for example, John Elway going after injury-prone players as something that's the fault of Mike Sullivan. Right. Elway says, this is the guy we want. Make it happen. Here's where we're willing to go. You know, find find some wiggle room, get it done. So in that respect, I think he's done a really good job. In fact, I think his crowning achievement, Mike Sullivan, in Denver was finding a way to, to sign those players that he did, the defensive players in 2014, while the Broncos still had a max contract, you know, quarterback contract on the books. And Peyton Manning, he went out and got T.J. Ward, Aqib Tlaib, DeMarcus Ware, the next year, Darian Stewart on a two-year deal, and then they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, a lot of it's overshadowed. Like we have one comment here that said he got fired for giving the green light on Jawan James, and that's it. Might be a joke, but that's Elway's call. Like Chad said, Elway's the one who decides to pick the groceries and what groceries to buy, and Mike Sullivan's just the one that comes up with how much they're going to pay for those groceries, and he helps Elway a lot. And Jawan James, that was a market-level contract for a right tackle. That was at that time uh, just he reset the market, and that's what happens with Lima when they hit the uh, free agent market. So you know, it's not really. Sullivan's decision-making that's at fault for Denver. He was actually a really crucial part of the front office, and it's actually going to sting Denver. I'm actually going to see, interested to see how they replace him, Chad. I am too, and the, the timing is, I shouldn't say curious, because it, you know this is about the time that these contracts run out, but it's uh, it, it's interesting timing because the Broncos do have about $62 million in cap space today, now, once they make a decision on Joe Flacco, once they make a decision on Ronald Leary, that number could climb to the mid-80s. And, you know, that's if they don't do make any other roster cuts or whatever. So, in other words, they're going into this offseason loaded for bear on this hunt. So, you know, you, you, you wish him a do, catch you later, thanks for everything. But, uh, but yeah, kind of interesting. And that broke again. Sorry, guys, we were about 15, 20 minutes later than usual jumping on because we had to cover that real quick. But – let me say hello to the to the listeners been hanging out in the room. Vitrone, Stu, what's up? Ryan, uh, let's see here. PG Raiders. What's PG Raiders? I've never seen you before, dog. Josh, what's up? Chewy, sweet handle. I maybe bet you're a Star Wars fan. Listen up, guys. We got a, a few topics we want to dive into today. And then, of course, your questions, your what, what's on your mind here in the comment stream, because we are your football priests. It doesn't have to be, you know, every day for us is, is a mile-high mailbag, so we get to talk to you guys, and you guys get to impact the direction of the show. But a couple quick matters of business, then we'll get going. Make sure you are following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, simply the best way to stay on top of everything that's happening with the show in real time. And then if you get a second, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a creative review. It's a great organic way to support the show, and it enters you into our monthly giveaway for a hat, a shirt, 
some Mile High Huddle, Huddle Up Podcast swag. So take care of that. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. As we get older, we start to notice our parents could use a little help. Help with grocery shopping, getting to appointments, and just keeping up with things around the house. For the times when we can't be there, Care.com makes it easy to find senior caregivers who live nearby and know just how to help. And since all caregivers at Care.com are background checked, you can be confident that your mom or dad is getting support from someone you can trust. Find senior caregivers for your parents at Care.com. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime, and that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard the inside of your home. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash overtime today to get free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash overtime to save on home security today. S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash overtime. All right, Zach. A couple of things I wanted to touch on here just to kind of get the conversation going. We already touched on, of course, Mike Sullivan and that uh, momentous news, but Another interesting thing has to do with John Elway that uh, came up earlier today. Everyone's at the Senior Bowl. Everything's cooking as far as, you know, you got John Elway's there, the scouts. The Broncos are on on site at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, and uh, it's triggered a few a few uh, n- newsworthy remarks. In fact, Elway, and this is via Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post, was asked directly about what the team plans to do with Garrett Bowles. Now, of course, as everyone should know by now, Garrett Bowles is heading into his fourth year and the Broncos are approaching the deadline by which they need to make a decision on if they're going to exercise his fifth year option. Zach, that deadline is May 3rd. And when Elway was asked by O'Halloran timing wise, when you guys going to do it, are you going to do it? He said, quote, 
We'll wait. There's no sense doing it early. We're not going to do it until May. We'll see when we get there where we are. It's a close quote as far as whether or not it's going to happen. One thing to keep in mind, Zach, and then I'm going to serve this over to you, as far as deciding factors, Bowles in his fourth season. Um, oh, on the cost. That's what I want to talk about. On the cost, real quick. The Broncos have the prerogative of exercising the fifth-year option, but in so doing, the team would have to take the third through the 25 uh, fifth highest salary. So the third through the 25th highest salaries at the offensive tackle position around the league, average at that out. And then that's what Bowles would make in his fifth year. Now he's about to count for, uh, well, he's going to earn about a $1.96 million salary in 2020. So if they did pick up his fifth year option for 2021, Zach, he's going to make significantly more than that, probably four or five times that. Yeah, and you know what? Elway's pretty much saying here, translation-wise, and Elway speak, we're letting free agency and the draft play out before we commit to Garrett Bowles, and you know what? That is absolutely the smart decision, Chad. There's no reason to pin yourself into a corner and, and force yourself to go into the next season with him as your left tackle unless you're certain as to he, you can't get an upgrade on him. They're going to look, I think, on the open market. They're going to look in the draft to see how the, the board falls to them and see if they can upgrade on Garrett Bowles. And if they can, they might choose to not do that fifth-year option. But if they can't, then they will. So this is smart business by John Elway. You can knock him a lot for the Garrett Bowles pick for some of the decisions he's made, but waiting on him here is absolutely the right call. It's like we, we try and tell you guys, NFL teams, nothing moves a needle except the deadline. Very rarely do teams act on a monetary decision until their back is up against the wall. It's the 11th hour. They have to make a decision. Even Bradley Roby two years ago, Zach, you you had all the reporting on it for our, our website. I mean, they waited till the 11th hour till literally the beginning of May to go ahead and pick up his fifth year option. Right. And that's just, it's just the way things go. Now, what the Broncos are going to be doing between now and May 3rd on the deadline is they're going to be scouring the draft. They're going to be examining this 2020 free agent uh, offensive tackle class to see if they think they can find someone who represents a legitimate upgrade for bowls that they can kind of circle 2021 for. Now, here's the thing, though. you got to keep in mind, and I had this in the report. Uh, bowls showed some strong signs of progress, especially down the stretch. Now, get this. According to Pro Football Focus, from week 13 until the end of the regular season – Bowles was PFF's second highest graded tackle. And of course, that's in the NFL. They were particularly impressed with Bowles' performance in the Broncos' Week 16 victory over the Lions, where he finished with the highest game grade of any offensive player for the Broncos all season. So you wonder who had the highest individual grade, best single individual game performance, according to Pro Football Focus of the whole season? It was Garrett Bowles' Week 16. So the thing is, is despite, Zach, the fact that we're seeing obvious improvement from him, both as a pass, a pass blocker and a run blocker, he's still good for that one face-palming penalty per game. But At least. The Broncos, here's the thing, though, as they're going through evaluating the draft class, evaluating free agents, looking at that fifth-year option, they also do have to consider the strong possibility that the worst is finally behind Garrett Bowles and that working with Mike Munchak under his wing – he might finally be on his way to becoming that upper echelon type of left tackle and justifying his draft pedigree. Now, that's not a prediction for me, but if you're looking at the momentum, if you're looking at the trajectory, he improved dramatically down the stretch. 
I think this is one of the rare instances, Chad, where we kind of minorly disagree about a player here. I think you're a little more optimistic on Garrett Bowles than I am. I just think for a first-round tackle, for your franchise left tackle, your blindside protector, you you have to hope for better than him just being average or not having a penalty or not being super consistent. Uh, you have to have him go through an entire season of being a boon to the offense, of being a boon to Drew Locke, to helping the offense, helping the whole team, and not hurting them in crucial, crucial situations. So, profile PFF for me is not the end-all be-all. It's not the gospel. He obviously showed some improvement under Mike Munchak, but not enough to where I'm comfortable saying, you know what, John, you don't have to get a left tackle. You can just ignore the position. Garrett Bowles is your guy. If he shows that to me through all 16 games next year, if he's consistent for just a stretch in a row, then I will come around him. But until then, he showed some flashes, but he also showed that he's still very much Garrett Bowles. And until that changes, Chad, to me, he doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. I mean, one thing's for certain, whether you feel like the Broncos should or shouldn't pick up the fifth-year option, either way, the team has to bring in a long-term starter-caliber guy that they can develop behind him yes. and James because yes. you got Bowles as a ticking time bomb every time he steps out onto the field. Despite his talent, he's a ticking time bomb. And then you got the injury-prone Juwan James, and then it's a cliff, right? Boom, nosedive, nothing there. So this is a year in which the Broncos really need to draft, sign, probably draft an offensive tackle or two, but at least one that can be groomed, get under Mike Munchak's wing, and he's your swing tackle at worst for 2020. And if he's if you like what you see, maybe you end up going ahead and, and allowing him to be a starter that next year. But you know, if I if I had to make a decision on it today. I would have to first go through and figure out what that average would be, Zach, from the third highest paid offensive tackle to the 25th, average that that number out to see what that cost would actually be for Bulls in year five. If it's north of $10 million, I'm not doing it. I'm rolling the dice and seeing how he does next year, and if he does well, I'll, I'll approach him about an extension in season. If he does well, say, the first two quarters of the season, I'll look at bringing him in and saying, hey, you know, here's a starting caliber left tackle contract. We want to keep you. You know, he'll sign it. But it, it, I don't want to. I haven't. I haven't taken the time, Zach, myself, to sit down and average out those numbers. Math's not my strong suit anyway. <laughs> but I think at this stage, I think you know, it's safe to say I'm. I'm. I'm just going to wait and see what the Broncos end up deciding to do. Yeah, I, I would not commit anything to him right now, Chad. I would make him earn it this season. I mean, he has the best OL coach in the business. The Broncos have a franchise quarterback. He has a great left guard next to him in Dalton Reisner. And there's really no excuses for Bowles now going into his fourth NFL season. I see a comment right there that said he didn't have much football experience coming out of college. And while that's true, he's had three years now of NFL experience. There's no more time for excuses. We can't just... Praise the guy because he doesn't kill the Broncos offense for one series or a game at a time. He needs to be consistent throughout an entire 16-game season. Do not hurt the offense. Do not take points off the board. That's not a low, that's not a high barometer. It's a very low bar for Denver. If he can cross that and keep crossing that, then I will come around. Until then, he has to earn every single penny that's either coming to him or not coming to him. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, guys, let's grab a couple of our Super Chat superstars have jumped in. Dylan with a $5 donation. Appreciate you, Dylan. He says, are you guys going to have a merch store yes, up yes. at some point? Zach, um, I mean, we don't have to give an exact de- deadline, but let the let the peeps know what you've been working on. I, we have a store coming. We're, we're trying to, and I think we will have a special announcement tomorrow, chat about the store, and it's going to be up, and it's going to have a lot of cool merchandise on there. It's it's a pretty tedious process. We kind of had to shop around for a good uh, distribution site and, and production site, but we found one. We're getting the designs up. We're getting – there's already a T-shirt up there. We're going to have hoodies and uh, uh, beanies, anything yeah. and everything, hats, every single thing. There's so many things we can do. We're going to keep rolling it out, but look for that very, very, very soon. Yeah, and I know we've been talking about it for a long time, and uh, you know it sounds like empty promises at this point. But I promise you, it has remained on our our priority list. We just we juggle a lot of things, and this yes. isn't to make excuses, <laughs> but just to help you understand why it's taken us so long to get this up and rolling. Is you know we have a we juggle a lot of different plates. All right, we're spinning a lot of different plates each and every day, covering your Denver Broncos and Zach also covering the NFL at large for Heavy.com. So. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's been on the priority list and we've kind of waited for the right time where, especially for Zach, where he's had the time to sit down and start yeah. you know, getting it put in place. But he's done that and we'll have something for you very, very soon. Now, Onyx jumps in, $2 donation. Thank appreciate you. It. Says, clean slate with Garrett Bowles, draft O-line. Now, I'm not sure what you're saying, like clean slate meaning all is forgiven. Let's roll with Garrett Bowles. Or are you saying they need to start <laughs> over at left tackle, Zach? I'm, it's unclear. Yeah. But uh, thank you for the donation, my friend. Let's examine the idea, though, of just starting over left tackle. I mean, this class has quite a few options, especially at the top with uh, Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirfs. Uh, there's there's quite a few. in the, Even in the first round caliber, there's probably five tackles that you might be able to – I mean, three at least, but maybe five that you could say is better than Garibald's today. There's a lot of tackles, I think, that are better than Garrett Bowles today. The barometer is not very high for that. But, yeah, I mean, if, if the board falls to the Broncos in a positive way, if Wirfs is there at 15, I think the Broncos would pull the trigger or at least heavily consider it. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that Bowles will not be the starting left tackle. I just happen to think, and Chad just happens to think, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion right now that he'll be on the team next year. It's not going to be yeah. cut. But in what capacity will be on the team? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a guard? Is he going to be a bench player? I think Elway's comments prove 
prove that they're letting the free agent market, they're letting the drafts come to them and seeing what they can do, if they can swing a trade, if they can sign someone, whatever, before they commit money to Garrett Bowles. And I criticize Elway a lot, but this is the right move, 100%. Wayne wants to know on Facebook, is there any word on a quarterback coach? So all the signs have pointed, of course, to Mike Shula, especially after the New York Giants ended up filling their offensive coordinator position with Jason Garrett, former Dallas Cowboys head coach. I've been asking around, especially since about Friday. I've been asking around, wondering what's going on. People I've talked to expected an announcement to happen sometime the first of this week. Well, that hasn't come yet. Here we are Wednesday night, 7 p.m., almost mountain time. We don't know what the, you know, there's no resolution yet on filling that slot. So at this stage, we have no new information for you other than it's still believed that Mike Shula is going to end up being that guy's act. You know what? Uh, I saw some comments about Eli Manning as the Broncos quarterback coach. We can say that's not happening. And let me just say I'm happy he retired because that whole premise of him coming to the Broncos as Drew Locke's mentor, it's not happening now, and thank God for that. But it should be Mike Shula. I think they're just working out the uh, the financials and the agreement there. I think it's going to happen. The momentum is certainly pointing to that. The tea leaves suggest that. And there's no one else, Chad, that we've heard that's a candidate for the role. We haven't heard any rumors. We haven't had any interviews set up. So it's looking like Mike Shula right now, but it's just a matter of, you know, making it official. Dylan says, I'm holding out hope that Bulls can improve more in his second year with Munchak. And I agree with you. I think everyone's holding out hope of that, right? It's just a matter of you can't, even the Broncos can't count on it. Now that doesn't necessarily preclude them from picking up his fifth year option. It's just that this offseason, Zach, they really need to cultivate some outside options to bring in yep. as a fail safe to hedge against uh, Bulls, perhaps you know, shooting the team in the foot, and Stu jumps in ten dollar donation. Thank you, Stu. We grabbed, uh, we just barely grabbed that question, as you know. But thank you, my friend. You are so consistent. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Uh, let's see what else we got here. A lot of stuff here. Bear with me, Elvis Dumerville. Got some questions here. Black Knight two thirty two. By the way, Black Knight, I did check out your mock off season that you did uh, that you tweeted us. My only my only critique on that, by the way, I really like the draft, your actual mock draft in that. My only critique on that is it was a, I just thought that was an unrealistic number of free agents. And I was curious to know, I've never used that for the GM uh, program. I've used that, that site for, for mocks, for actual mock drafts, but not like the whole GM thing, roster cuts, for signing free agents. So I wasn't sure where you got some of those contract numbers. But either way, that would be a, a your your mock, my friend, would have been a dream mock for the Broncos if it were to have come true. Now he says, was, was there any news I missed about Wolf and Harris today? I seen the response on a tweet I sent out today. Yes, and that's the response. But uh, nothing that I know other than Shelby Harris, Zach. Mm-hmm. Talking about Shelby, um, hired a new agent, Drew Rosenhaus, the Drew Rosenhaus agency. Smart. And what that means is. Homeboy's about to get paid, dude. Drew Rosenhaus brings home the bacon. He's the A-list agent, let's just say, for NFL players. And and Chris Harris Jr. changed agents, too, recently. So it's obvious that two of the biggest Broncos free agents want to get paid this offseason. And Shelby Harris, he knows that he had a couple breakout years in Denver. He knows that defensive linemen, what he can do, what he can bring to the table, is so coveted around the NFL. And whether it's from the Broncos or elsewhere, Chad, I've been saying it for weeks now, he's going to get paid. I prefer he stays in Denver, but Rosenhaus is known to squeeze out every single dollar he can. And if he's too rich for the Broncos' blood, they're going to pass. 
Our friend Trick Lessons jumps in with a $5 donation. Thank you, sir. And good information, right, brother? But uh, <laughs> appreciate you, my friend. Kyle jumps in. He wants to know. He says, hey, guys, I've been super busy lately and haven't been as in tune with the podcast and articles as I usually am. With Skangs being let go and now Sullivan, and were, is there any word on our special teams coordinator being let go? Nope. No word on that, Zach. Shocking. I guess they're uh, sticking with uh, Tom McMahon this season, Chad. He gets another year in the system, and uh, I guess Fangio doesn't believe that he was uh, a culprit for the Broncos' struggles last year. I disagree with that. A lot of Broncos fans disagree with that, but Fangio is looking like it's putting all the blame on Scangarello, so I have to see what happens. I mean, timing-wise, you know, once they fired Scangarello, we knew that all bets were off. You know, anything could happen, basically, but it was very odd timing. Right. Usually those type of decisions are made within the first couple of days of the end of the season. And in the case of the Broncos, there was a few factors that kind of led to the timing, but one of them being that Vic Fangio took time away before he came back to really examine the job that his coaches did. But here's one thing I want to uh, bring up with regard to McMahon. He gets a lot of flack. The perception is he sucks. But in the 2019 uh, NFL special teams rankings that Rick Gosselin, now this is a, these are rankings that NFL teams actually seek out. And, and his the metrics he does, his analytics on special teams, Rick Gosselin, uh, who also is SI Maven like, like we are, uh, is considered gospel by NFL clubs. The Denver Broncos, according to his 2019 NFL special teams rankings, let's see where they fell in, 21st overall. So that being said, there's a lot better coordinators or a lot better jobs done by special teams coordinators, Zach, in the NFL last season. But there was a, about a third of the league, according to Gosselin, whose special teams units were worse than McMahon's. But is that what we're settling for, Chad? Are we settling for 21st in the NFL? Are we settling for mediocrity? I want the Broncos to be in the top 12, let's say. I want the Broncos to have a good special teams unit to be good on three sides of the ball. So I don't really take much solace in the Broncos being 21st. They can be a lot better with the talent they have on this team. And it's all recency bias. He's just better than Brock Olivo, but he's still not good in his own right. He needs to go. He needs to be replaced. But Broncos feel differently. There was one area in which the Broncos had a special teams uh, ranking that's number one, and that was in kickoff return yards. And you can tip your cap to Deontay Spencer for that. Yep. 28.1 yards per kickoff return. I'm just kind of filtering through these. That's pretty much it. Like that's the only hat he has to hang on, except for kickoff starting point, which is, again, they were ranked fourth with average starting point being at the 26.4 yard line. That's Deontay Spencer, again, doing a really good job. And maybe that was – who knows? We don't know. Maybe the decision to, to – Grab Deontay Spencer was a Tom McMahon find. It strikes me as the type of obscure, you know, pickup that most special teams guys, you know, they know who the special teams guys are when it comes to specialization, kickers, punters, long snappers, and then also returners. Because Deontay Spencer, even though they tried to use him a little bit on offense, it was more as an afterthought. They specifically kept a spot on the roster, 53-man roster, for him. Here's my thing, though. I mean, the Broncos do nothing overly well on special teams, but they, they do a few things remarkably bad. And and it's like, if that's bad enough in its own sense, that's a fireable offense in its own right. But the fact that McMahon pounded the table for and advocated for Wadman and stuck by him, considering how bad Wadman has been, I mean, the last season or so, that's another fireable offense. I don't know how Fangio looks at this team last year and doesn't finger McMahon as one of the culprits, but he puts it all on Scangarello. So maybe there's no other coaches out there they wanted to target. Maybe they're just 
you know, exonerating him for one more season. I don't know, but a lot of Broncos fans agree that it's probably time he needs to go and find another special teams coordinator. And by the way, guys, I'm sorry if I got your hopes up on Deontay Spencer and the Pro Bowl. That's on me. The press release we received from the team when the first when it was first announced who made the Pro Bowl and only Von Miller and who the alternates were Kareem Jackson, Sutton, and uh, Deontay Spencer. It didn't say as most press releases in the past have whether they're a first or second alternate. It just listed them as alternates. So when Miko Hardman taken out of the equation because he's going to be playing in the Super Bowl, I was like, well, that spells nothing but good for Deontay. Turns out though, Zach, it was Andre Holmes who got the nudge up into the into the Pro Bowl, not the Broncos kick returner Deontay Spencer. Josh Shocker. Yeah, no kidding. Two dollar <laughs> donation on Super Thank Chat. You, Appreciate you, Josh. He says Bulls should play guard. And that's something we hear quite often, Josh, but it's it's nowhere near what the Broncos believe. The Broncos don't right. see it that way. Even though I would agree with you, Josh, that he has a lot of the kind of physical, um, you know, power, bully mentality, kind of dirty at times that you think could thrive inside, the Broncos view him strictly as a tackle. Uh, Onyx jumps back in, $2 donation. He says, Thank use you. that PFF grade as trade bait. Get him out, <laughs> LOL. I love it. I mean, a bag of footballs, a bag of Doritos, anything at this point for Karen Poles. I just think he's that replaceable. Uh, Juice says, just wanted to say how much I, we appreciate how much work y'all do. We appreciate you, brother, for as long as you guys keep reading it and watching it and listening to it, we're going to keep making it. Yes. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. We got to keep this tonight's pod a little bit shorter than usual, and then we can kind of let our hair down tomorrow night for the official Mile High Mailbag. Let me see here what we got. Jay. $5 donation on Super Chat. Thank you, Jay. Talking to maybe Jeff Cohen. Is Jeff in here? I'm not sure. Jeff C. Great job covering everything all Broncos. This will be one very crucial offseason with these changes. Side note, the Aaron Hernandez doc is crazy. It is. No, dude. I went down the rabbit hole. We, we touched on it briefly the other day, but, dude, I went down the rabbit hole on that and just binge-watched it and – if you guys haven't checked it out, I mean, who under the sun doesn't have a Netflix subscription? Almost everyone, especially in our kind of age groups, let's just say 18 to 45, that sector. I mean, almost everyone has Netflix. You guys got to watch that, dude. It's And it's not because of, you know, any kind of interest in the Patriots, but just how unique that particular storyline was, Zach. I mean, there was all that stuff that happened with Ray Lewis, but that was quite evidently a spur-of-the-moment just the way the cookie crumbled, you know, events conspiring, right place, wrong, I should say wrong place, wrong time, where he got into hot water with that murder he was associated with. Aaron Hernandez, meanwhile, Zach, was a Pro Bowl caliber player straight up assassinating dudes in drive-by. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny when you watch that. I mean, you kind of start to feel bad for the guy, and then you realize he's, you know, he stands accused of killing three people, you know, one of which happened while he was playing for the Patriots. So it's a really good documentary. It really shines a light on not only Aaron Hernandez's issues, but the issues in the NFL with CTE and stuff like that. So anyone who hasn't seen it yet, I would for sure recommend to watch that documentary. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Our friend six foot ten jumps in with the five dollar donation. Thank you. Appreciate you. Says, should the Broncos prioritize free agency more than the draft? The Broncos should prioritize free agency more as a means to fill immediate holes than the draft. But this both this year especially are going to be crucial. If you want to see this team honestly push and contend and compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, they need to crush free agency and they need to crush the draft, Zach. Yeah, and I think Elway finally learned that you build the team from within, you build from the draft. You use free agency as like the supplemental piece to the whole project. You add some depth players, you add maybe a starter or two there, you can splurge on one, but the bulk of the Broncos roster construction will come in the draft, and Elway's had two really, really strong draft classes, and I think he realized that's where his bread is buttered now. So I would look for the Broncos, like Chad said, to kind of just, you know, fill some holes here and there in free agency, but use a bulk of their roster building through the draft this year. Amen. And by the way, Steve, you uh, did a couple super chats before the stream started. Um, I'm trying to find them, bro. For some reason, the streams, the service we're using is not showing them, but we appreciate you. And uh, we'll look for your questions and, and comments as we get through this. If if you can, if you had if you had questions, just resubmit them. And um, otherwise, I have to go onto YouTube and stream, and then it, it'll be it'll be it'll slow everything down. See if you can just repost them, and I'll grab any questions or comments that you had, bro. Uh, our friend Larry jumps in, Broncos fan Thank number you. 24, with a $5 donation on Super Chat. Reminder, PFF once said Dwayne Haskins is rated higher than Josh Allen this season. LOL, <laughs> they're overrated. I agree on the on the grading side of things. They can be very arbitrary, and sometimes you're just like, what now? Where is that coming from? I don't think they were too far off the mark, though, in – at least positively grading bulls. I mean, anyone who knows football, take away the the individual face palm hold, okay? Just his play on the field, bulls improved dramatically down the stretch. So, you know, you can pick nits on whether or not he deserved the best individual player grade, grade for a single game of any Bronco offensive player all year. You can You can try and debate and argue whether that's justifiable, and I would be right there with you. But he was doing well. Now, where where PFF gets things right and where they become extremely valuable, especially to guys like us who are covering this team, writing about football, but trying to break down the game and the team for for our viewers and listeners and readers, is they have their advanced uh, metrics in, especially like um, how you know for offensive linemen in terms of how many sacks, hurries, pressures a guy allows each year, or pass rush productivity for edge rushers, cornerback coverage metrics. 
quarterback uh, advanced metrics. There's a lot of different things they do that is extremely valuable and adds context and depth of understanding to this awesome game that uh, we all love. All right, let's see. Uh, Aaron jumps in. $10 donation on Super Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you, Aaron. It's going to be interesting seeing what moves are made in the draft and free agency for the defense. With Locke, Sutton, and other young talent, the offense is exciting, but Fangio's orange crush is coming. And I think that's a very interesting comment, Zach, because traditionally everywhere Fangio goes, it progressively gets better. It took him four years to turn the ship around in Chicago, and that was a severely depleted roster. I think there's there's good reason to believe that this is a defense that could challenge for top five in 2020. You know, they were really coming on last year, Chad, and that's why I believe the bulk of the Broncos' free agent moves this year will be on the defense, adding a defensive lineman or cornerback, maybe an inside linebacker, but the bulk of the moves in the draft will be the offense. But Fangio's defense is always going to keep the Broncos in games, but it comes down to the offense being the deciding factor in wins or losses. That's why if Locke can progress this year, they can get on the right track. They're going to win a lot more ball games in 2020. Having that defense in place, having Fangio's system coming back for a second year in a row, having that continuity while also adding more explosion on offense. Amen. And Stephen, any word on linebackers coach? No hires have been made. What I've heard is that they're considering promoting from within for that job instead of making an outside hire for outside linebackers. Uh, Beaker, Chris, Chris Beak is the guy they're considering promoting from within. I bet you that's probably how it shakes out. Zach, they end up yeah. going with him because they're kind of late to the party in terms of finding a, an experienced NFL linebackers coach this late into the hiring period. So I think it would make more sense. And Beek's been a defensive assistant in Denver now, dating back to, I think he was even here under Wade Phillips. I could be wrong on that, but he was definitely a Joseph and Woods disciple. And now he's got a year of working under Fangio uh, under his belt. Also, it wouldn't be surprising considering that's where he cut his teeth, Chad, if Fangio took more of an active role in coaching the linebackers. I mean, that's where his, you know, he started out before he progressed to coordinator. So if they don't hire someone from within, or even if they do, I, I expect Fangio to take a bigger hand in personally coaching the outside linebackers and the inside linebackers. Yeah, and exactly. And I mean, the Dome Patrol in New Orleans, I mean, that's where Vic Fangio got his original start as a defensive guy uh, in, the, in the NFL as a coach. All right, I'm going back up the stream here. Steven, I see your, that super chat. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, Cottonmouth78 with a $5 donation. Thank you. Appreciate you. He says, lots of bad blood with bowls, but let us thank the football gods for Dalton Reisner. Loved his heads-up play, body-slamming Lindsey into the end zone. <laughs> and that was the most iconic play from Reisner, but there are actually you know, several instances of him doing those type of extra effort things in between the whistles that make a difference in the long run. It's true, yeah, and it's uh, it's definitely the case, Chad, for sure. And Dalton Reisner, he's a guy that, I mean, we're all looking forward to seeing how he continues to to progress and develop for the Broncos. Pro right. Bowler in 2020. That's my not-so-bold prediction, a perennial Pro Bowler starting in 2020. And he said he was pissed off that he's not training for the Pro Bowl right now. Like, it, it upsets be. him that he's not in there. So He'll hopefully be. that shows in his play next year. Yeah. Um, Steve Armstrong jumps in $10 donation on super chat. Thank you, Steve. He says, I figured it out. Thanks for the (laughs) awesome work that you do. DFW Broncos country, mile Highlander. Don't F with Broncos country. Y'all appreciate you, Steve. Thanks, bro. All right. Let me grab these last couple super chats guys. And then we got to get out of here for tonight. Bear with me. There's Steve's linebacker question. Terry Randall. 
$5 donation. Terry, Thank you, Terry. You're awesome up there in Canada, the frozen tundra north of our border. It says, hey, guys, and again, Broncos country. It's not a geographical location. Terry proves right here. It's a state of being. Hey, guys, great pod as always. What do you think about Bud Dupree in free agency? Terry, I'm not very inclined to spend much money at all on another edge defender when you yeah. have Bill Von Miller and you're expecting to have a full-strength Bradley Chubb in 2020. If you could get him for $5 million a year or under, I'd maybe consider it just because you want to hedge against any possible complications, delays, whatever in, in Chubb getting back to form. But he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Bud Dupree's a solid edge, edge defender and edge rusher in this league. But I think the Broncos probably have bigger fish to fry in terms of where they're going to allocate their free agent dollars. Plus, you have Malik Reed coming back, who looked good last year. Plus, you have Justin Hollins. You have two young guys. I'd rather them get the reps and spend money on an outside linebacker like Dupree. Like Chad said, if they're going to spend money anywhere on the linebacking core, it's going to be an inside linebacker. I don't anticipate the Broncos making any moves at OLB. Jeff Bailey jumps in. $5 donation you, of Super Chat. Jeff, we appreciate you. What do you guys think about investing a draft pick for a young punter this year? Uh it depends on the draft pick. <laughs> it does, and it depends on who's there. Um, I We'd be lying to you if we told you we knew who the top punters in this 2020 class are. But that's uh, that's a question to maybe keep under your hat for when Dove Valley Deep Divers come on on Saturday as far as who maybe some of the candidates might be, prospects, or even Building the Broncos are going to be doing their live show uh, starting on Tuesday night. So, And then we got a question here about the linebackers coach – uh, Zach was not fired. He was he got a job outside the building. The the Los Angeles Rams hired Brandon Staley to be their new defensive coordinator, yeah. thus creating a uh, vacancy there. All right, guys. I think I think I grabbed everybody. If I miss somebody today, the your guys as always, your comments and your engagement and the conversation. You keep it going. If I miss somebody, I will shout you out. We'll circle back and grab you on the next pod. But thank you so much, each and every one of you, for joining us. And uh, unfortunately, we normally go maybe another five, 10 minutes, but I have to cut this one a little bit short. And again, apologies for us also being late tonight. But you guys, make sure you are following the show on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Again, it's simply the best way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then don't forget to follow my partner, Zach Kelberman. You guys got to follow Zach on Twitter at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. And then stay tuned, guys. Get your questions ready, locked, loaded, because tomorrow is Thursday night, and it's the Mile High Mailbag. No holds barred. We're going to answer as many questions as possible, so have them ready, and we will get to as many of them as possible. And then, of course, whether you're watching this on Facebook, whether you're watching this on YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching this, if you like it, share it. It goes a long way towards helping the show. But, guys, for Zach Kelberman, and by the way, Zach, have a good night, my brother. You as well. Tomorrow night, Chad, favorite night of the week, and we expect to have a special announcement coming as well. There you go. I'm Chad Jansen. We'll talk to you guys then. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.